Bammers is sponsored by Dead Soxy. Best damn socks in the world. Period. Does Alabama media carry water for the football team? I would be considered, no doubt, a homer, but I have a financial interest because, you know, my radio show is hopping and a popping, you know, when Alabama has success. If you're a homer, if you're a cheerleader, A, fans figure that out pretty quickly, and B, it's really not what they want. They want honest information about their team. I think some people always be biased. I think that's just their personality. When you have rare access to the number one program in college football, there's enough stress in giving your audience what they want in a competitive 24-hour news cycle. Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. Go ahead. Is covering Alabama football more or less complicated if you were born here or if you attended the University of Alabama? Honestly, I don't make it public that I went to Alabama, not because I try to keep it hidden, but I'm not like tweeting about it. Like it's not in my bio. Unless you like actually Google me and read my resume or something like that, that's the only way you really will find out. I just don't really talk about it. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to Google my LinkedIn and find out where I went to school. You don't like to see people coming in wearing team gear or things like that or talking about we, you know, we'll do this and we'll do that. You, you try to avoid that. How do you maintain objectivity? What's the relationship with the fan base? What if you don't care and just let your fan flag fly? I don't buy into all this unbiased members of the media because I think we're all biased in some way. You know, if I want to get new stuff, I'd rather hear it from a non-homer person, somebody who's going to actually tell me how it is as opposed to trying to sugarcoat it. I think most people, if they are fans, are doing the best they can of keeping it under wraps. I mean, if you're just only sunshine pumping, like if you're not able to question anything, then that can be a, a problem. What place does a homer have in sports media? Is it ethical? Does it really matter? I'm trying to get our players to listen to me instead of listening to you guys. You know, all that stuff you write about how good we are and all that stuff they hear on ESPN, it's like poison. You know what I mean? It's like taking poison, like rat poison. I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. Well, LeBron started crying about four possessions ago, and he's done it twice without a handkerchief. LeBron is giving it the old, I'm the king. You're making a jester out of me. Well, it's the great LeBron. We're not fouling him out. I was born in Tuscaloosa, and every now and then I cover Alabama football. It's easy for me to check my fandom at the door. I just flip the switch, be as professional as I can be. That's how it works with most people covering Bama. Objectivity is part of the gig, and the Alabama beat is full of pros, but also a fair share of folks born outside the state with no formal ties to the city or school. But what about the reporters who are from Alabama and went to college at the Capstone? In just a bit, I'll talk to the biggest homer journalist in Tuscaloosa. But first I wanted to get inside the process of those whose fandom isn't reflected in their work and how they engage with the fan base that they serve. In this era of quote-unquote fake news and what Nick Saban calls rat poison, what is the relationship between fan and media? First of all, it's a situation where you can't generalize about the fan base. You know, you can't say, well, I will do this. And 100% of the fan base is going to be happy because it's a large group and a diverse group. And some people 
Some people are going to like what you write and some people aren't because not all Alabama fans think the same. They, they tend to, to, you know, they tend to like what Coach Bryant did or what, Kate, what Coach Saban has done. But if Alabama's not winning championships, it can get very, very contentious among the quote-unquote fan base. So, you know, you don't, you don't have one single amorphous group out there that you can, that you can please. Cecil Hurt is a sports editor and columnist for the Tuscaloosa News. As he puts it, his relationship with Alabama football predates his actual birth. His dad played football at Alabama for Coach Jennings B. Whitworth during the 1950s. I would like to think that over the years, you know, I've been accurate enough and entertaining enough uh, that I have a good reputation among a large part of the Alabama fan base. But, you know, that's, I can certainly find Alabama fans for whom that is not the case. You want people to feel like they can listen to you and walk away feeling more informed and also feeling like, okay, I can trust what Mark Burnett says or, you know, I, I, even if I don't necessarily agree with what he's saying in this moment or about, about this particular thing, I feel like he, he's at least doing his best to give me all the information that he has and he isn't pulling the rug over my, over my eyes. And I, so I think that's what, that's one of the things I strive to do is just to be as upfront as possible. Mark Burnett is a sports writer who covered Alabama sports for years. He's also a university of Alabama graduate. And I, yeah, I, I do think you have to have a relationship with your audience. Uh, you know, respond to people on social media. I see some writers that do it, some that don't. And, and not in a condescending way. Like I, I don't pretend to be better than anybody because I'm, in the press conference room, I mean, you can watch those things live. You know, it's not really anything special nowadays. But at the same time, you do you are afforded a certain level of access that most people aren't. So you have to, uh, to a degree, be available for them. And if someone has a question about something or somebody wants to run something by you, uh, you know, you might not agree with it. And you can you can explain it to them, but not talking down to people. Just talking to them, just like you want somebody to talk to you if you were asking a question of whatever favorite team you have, NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever it may be, and you wanted to reach out to a writer. I, I try to strive for that, I guess. You obviously engage with various members of the media, and, and what you do is mostly lighthearted on Twitter, but some of it, uh, you know, is more lighthearted than others. What, like, I, I'm just curious, as an Alabama fan, like, what do you look for from media who cover Alabama football and other sports? Like, is it your standard information, thoughtful commentary, honesty, accuracy, stuff like that? Or, like, what exactly are you looking for out of the media that cover it? I mean, I look for just honesty. I look for them to cover this beat with a fair mind. And most, I would say that pretty much all of them do that. There's, it's been very, very rare that anybody has covered this beat, and I felt like you know, been like out to get Alabama, if you will. Hunter Johnson is a lifetime Alabama fan. You know him on Twitter as Hunter L. Johnson. I don't want somebody who's coming in like with that mindset, but just cover the beat fairly. And I feel like every beat writer that we have currently working on the beat does that. Just in terms of your role, you know, at the Tuscaloosa News and covering the program, I mean, I know professionals obviously understand the nature and basics of maintaining objectivity on the job. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to do uh, for somebody at that level. Um, and you're someone who, who, in my and others' opinions, you've always had a fair and honest perspective on what you cover. But I wonder if ever in your career that has ever been called into question by either the fans or, or anybody that you cover. Sure, it's natural. First of all, anybody that just... just Strictly on career longevity, I think the same thing happens. And these are guys who are 
for great objective reporters, please understand what I'm saying, but they've um, been at their position a long time, like Pat Dooley at the Gainesville Sun has covered Florida for many, many years. Um, Jimmy Himes and John Adams, although they weren't originally from Knoxville, they've been in Knoxville a long time. So, so Chip Towers, uh, who's covered Georgia for various outlets. Uh, we all get that to some extent. Um, I may get, have gotten it a little more, but time also bears that out, I think. If you're, if you're a homer, if you're a cheerleader, a, fans figure that out pretty quickly, and B, it's really not what they want. They want honest information about their team. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to Google my LinkedIn and find out where I went to school, but I never really had too many issues as, as far as what I was covering and how I was portraying the information. Drew Champlin is a journalist and former sports reporter for AL.com. He covered Alabama football and recruiting from 2014 to 2017. He grew up in Tuscaloosa, went to the University of Alabama, and remains a Crimson Tide fan. Well, has it ever been something that you've wrestled with internally where you sort of have to weigh how the program or how fans will feel about what you write when you're covering the programs? No, and, and I think it was because once you get to – so you're you're from the outside and, and you don't know the players and the coaches and the administrators other than what you're watching on TV, what you're watching in the stands, you know, what you're reading on the message boards. Then when you get a chance to be around them, and this started for me back in college, it was able to kind of draw me down a little bit and, and not be so worried about what I'm writing and how it, how it affects anything. When I was covering Alabama my senior year of college, they were bad. They were – four and nine in Mike Shula's first year. So, you know, if you're doing a report card for a graphic for the paper and you give the offense a D because they were bad, well, you just have to do that and not really think anything of it. You know, if there's blowback, there's blowback. But uh, I don't think I really ever had that issue, and especially as I got older and into my 30s when I was covering Alabama, I really didn't have that issue. Not to say I was going out there just looking to stir the pot, but, you know, if something needed to be said or, or if something happened that had to be written, then I was going to do it. Look at the wrangling and the, the personal relationships and the, the day-to-day in the White House press corps, you know, that, that some people want to be in favor with the administration that's in that some people don't. But the best White House reporters are the ones who show up every day and do their job regardless of politics. So it, it happens at every level of journalism, it's not just sports. You know, certainly in politics and in, and in a lot of other areas as well. So in in those terms, no, I haven't I haven't wrestled with it because I I'm not saying you want to go in there and and antagonize and, and blast everybody and, and show them who's boss and so forth. You want to do fair, comprehensive, impartial job. Do you want to have a working relationship with the people that you work with? Sure, just like White House reporters want to have a working relationship with, with the White House, just like congressional reporters want to have that relationship, State House reporters in Montgomery. It's virtually the same thing, so you don't want to be hostile, but at the same time, uh, if if the people that you're covering understand that they can, can walk over you or can get away with things that, that um, you're not going to report, then they're not going to have any respect for you. So you, you have to balance that. Honestly, I don't make it public that I went to Alabama. Not because I mean, not not because I try to keep keep it hidden, but I'm not like tweeting about. It. Like it's not in my bio unless you like actually Google me and read my resume or something like that. That's the only way you really uh, will find out. I just don't really talk about it. I think most of the people who follow me understand that you know I'm gonna be fair and I'm also gonna 
sort of entertain you with my coverage, whether it be through Twitter and just the the voice I use when I'm writing my stories. And so, and, I, and another thing too, I think a lot of times people confuse bias. You could be covering a team and be writing positively about a team that you're covering and not necessarily mean that you're a fan of that team. And because when you're covering Alabama, it's, it's all, it's hard to find things that aren't positive to write about. I mean, what fans nowadays speaking of the team, the 2018 team, they're talking about how the offensive line isn't playing well, but they're, they rush for like 250 yards and a couple of touchdowns in two games. So it's like, what are you really criticizing at this point? You know, I mean, they're beating teams 50 points in the first couple of games. So it's kind of hard to even really find anything negative, but I haven't really had any uh, run-ins where fans have questioned uh, my objectivity because I try to, I try to be as down the middle as, as you possibly can as a human being because I just look at it on paper. Okay, if Alabama is playing X, Y, Z, I know this Alabama is recruited better than this team. I look at Alabama in big games or whatever type of game they're playing in. Alabama is usually going to win that game. So it's not like I, I'm even pulling you know, a hot take. <laughs> That's pretty lukewarm to say, oh, Alabama football is going to win on Saturday. That's pretty standard stuff. You know, there's this also this idea of Homer media that does exist like in every town covering their respective programs, including Alabama. And they aren't directly affiliated with the university every time. I just wonder, like, what place do you think that type of media has in the landscape of covering Alabama football? I think you see a lot more of that in your digital sites, in your, you know, team sites, like Rivals, 24-7, Scout, I guess, is still out there, too. And those are kind of the more of the sites that, like, you're trying to get, like, you're, those fans are paying for that content. They're part of message boards. You're really giving them what they want. So I, I can see where you kind of get a little more of a Homer media type stuff than that. But in print journalism, um, and I guess in the digital sources that are associated with you know, newspapers, I don't really think you see a lot of that with Alabama. I think, so I think there's kind of like a good dichotomy there. There's not, I don't think you have too many guys on RV who are too Homerish nor too, like, non-Homerish. I think they cover it pretty fairly. Now, I do think there's some schools uh, in the league, in the state even, that really go out of their way to really make the media's job so much easier. I think that sometimes can result in a little bit more of a homer media. Um, I'm not saying that we try to go out of our way to make the media's job tough at Alabama, um, but I do think that we, we're not going out of our way to make it super, super easy for them. And sometimes when you go out of your way to make the, job, the media's job really, really easy, it can result in a more homer-type media. Well, more and more because electronic media has, and the internet um, has made that more acceptable. You know, every every major college team, certainly every professional team, has its own website and then affiliated websites and then and then just fan sites and so forth. And, and there's certainly a standard if you're credentialed. You don't like to see people coming in wearing team gear or or things like that, or talking about we, you know, we'll do this and we'll do that. You, you try to avoid that, and, and you'd like to see other people avoid that. So uh, they have a place. Uh, it's a, <laughs> Without making this political, you can say it's a Fox News world where people hear what they want to hear. You can say it's an MSNBC world where people tune in and hear what they want to hear. So there's some of that in sports, sure, I and mean, that's just a reflection of the general culture. One time when I was covering it as a student, I sat by a guy who was uh, kind of cussing up a storm when, when Tyler Watts was not doing well to start that game against against Hawaii in 2012. But uh, that, that kind of made me laugh more than anything. But as far as, you know, just seeing guys coming up wearing, you know, Roll Tide T-shirts, you don't see any of that. I, I think most people, if they are fans, are, are doing a pretty good job of or doing the best they can of keeping it under wraps. You know, to a degree, that stuff is needed because 
it's it's sort of being a, a voice for the fans, I guess, and sort of stoking that fire for the extremists to a degree. I don't necessarily see myself doing that, but at the same time, I can't knock someone's hustle uh, because you know people have to work, and if the, if someone feels that that's the best way for their brand to survive, then you know who am I to knock them? I think there's a way to do it and, and still uh, maintain a certain level of credibility. I mean, now if you're just only sunshine pumping, like if you're not able to question anything, then that then that can be a, a problem. It was obviously something I was worried about because I obviously was a super fan, and obviously was worried that I may not be able to be a hundred percent non-biased. Hannah Stevens is a sports broadcaster who was a Bama super fan during her time as a UA student. She hosts the Hannah Stevens Show podcast. Once I graduated, it was not something I had to worry about. Like it was like. My heart completely changed. I think some people will always be biased. I think that's just their personality. But for me, I knew in order to be the best me now, in order to be the best broadcaster and the best podcaster, the best sports, whatever, that I knew that I had to be non-biased. Alabama fans want to hear what they want to hear. You know, Alabama fans don't want to hear there's a chance they're not going to go undefeated. Alabama fans want to hear they're going to win the national championship. And so as a female, I know that I kind of already have Targets on my back that I may not know as enough as other people or whatever. So I know I don't only want to prove people wrong that women don't know sports because I know women do. There are women out there that are very intelligent when it comes to sports. So my goal now as a broadcaster is to be a woman in media that can shut down lies that women aren't knowledgeable, but also shut down lies that people from Alabama are biased. If they if they graduate from the University of Alabama, they're automatically biased because that's not true. Well, do you like any of the Homer media? Like, is there anything, are there any specific examples of Homer media that you actually actively consume, whether it's like print, digital, radio, whatever, like where it's like, I don't know if it's preaching to the choir or if it's just like voicing concerns, you know, among the fan base. Are there any examples that you do like? Not really. I, I don't really like the Homer media. Um, there's no, not really any that I consume. I have enough Homers amongst my friends. Who I, feel, I, mean, I feel like I'm pretty connected and I have people, friends who know the inner workings of the football program and so I'd rather just talk to them. I don't need Homer media. If you know if I want to get new stuff, I'd rather hear it from a non Homer person. Somebody who's gonna actually tell me how it is, as opposed to trying to sugarcoat things. Stick around for more bammers. Step into fall in style. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. This is the first step in dressing for the job you want not the job you have. From no-shows to the boardroom, or you just want to showcase your own style, Dead Soxy has your feet covered. Go to deadsoxy.com and enter the code BAMMERS at checkout to receive 25% off all orders. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I sort of have a little sense of pride of what Alabama's been able to accomplish. Nobody has more national titles. Nobody has more SEC titles. Nobody has more bowl appearances. Nobody has more bowl wins than Alabama. Plus, we've been kicking butt and taking names the last few years. I'm an unbiased member of the media, right? Unbiased. No doubt. I'm unbiased. Hometown media take up for their teams. That's nothing new. Especially those directly affiliated with the teams that they cover. But if you're what people would call a homer, can you really call it down the middle? Will you ever sound like anything other than a loudmouth fan with a microphone? I don't buy into all this 
you know, unbiased members of the media, because I think we're all biased in some way. I'm just out public out with mine. I mean, I I would be considered no doubt a homer, but I have a financial uh, interest because, you know, my radio show is hopping and a popping, you know, when Alabama has success. Ryan Fowler is host of The Game for Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. He's a diehard Alabama fan who tells his listeners all about it five days a week. And he's a credentialed member of the Alabama Press Corps. You know, we look at a lot of different media. You know, they'll say, well, I'm unbiased. Really? Are, are you really unbiased? Because we all have a – I mean, we want to people to read our articles, to listen to our radio shows, to watch the, you know, the 10 o'clock news. So we all have a, a vested interest. Mine may be that, you know, I'm just pulling for the team because I want them to have success. Uh, other people may be pulling for them because, you know, they want an, uh, an interest. They want people to be engaged. And so I guess mine's a little bit different, but I, I would not uh, shy away from being a homer, man. I, I am a homer. I, I want to see Alabama have success and, you know, to be able to see them go what they've been able to do five out of the last nine years. I mean, I'm excited to see what this, this program can continue to do. It's not all crimson, sunshine, and rainbows with Ryan. He has a rooting interest in Bama, but he'll be critical when he needs to be, even of the one and only Nick Saban. After all, you always hurt the one you love. I've been very critical of, of certain things, and, and I try to do that. Uh, even though I'm, I have a perspective of you know pulling for this team. I also try to be objective when you know when, when we do things wrong. And, and I thought going back to last year, if you remember, I was one of the very few people that said that I thought Tua Tagovailoa should be getting a lot more playing time, uh, even at different points of the season, you know, October, November, because I just didn't see a Jalen Hurts that was progressing you know, as a throwing quarterback. And I think teams were beginning to defend him. Uh, they knew his strengths. They knew his weaknesses. They were designing game plans to dare him into throwing the football. I, I look back at the championship game, even the trip down to Auburn in November, I thought, it, you know, Nick Saban should have played to a Tonga-Valoa. You look back at the game against Clemson, but I guess he was never really forced to do that until Alabama had their matchup with Georgia in Atlanta. And, and so I guess it kind of forced him you know, it was certainly a great call from Nick Saban, but I think it was also a sign of desperation. I mean, he was desperate to go and change quarterbacks. If not, he loses the second championship game in a row, and I don't know what the conversation would be like because a couple of years ago when Alabama lost uh, down in Clemson, down in Tampa, you know, that was a very constructive criticism year. I mean, nine months, I feel like I hosted a funeral here in Tuscaloosa. So there was a lot of darts thrown at Nick Saban. Even though he's won all these championships, uh, he's not above criticism. Well, and so I wonder if that's ever been anything that you've wrestled with internally where you have to sort of weigh how the program or how fans might feel about what you say, uh, especially when you're being critical. Do you ever feel like you hold back or do you ever have to have that conversation in your head? If I hold back, then I'm lesser at what I do. Well, no, it does cross my mind, but I'm also, you know, I have to be fair with myself too. I mean, I mean, if I convince myself well, hey, don't criticize them because this is the team that you cover. Uh, this is the team that you make a living from. You know, I mean, this is my full-time occupation. I mean, this is not just like, you know, a, a side job and a part-time job. And this, you know, this is what puts the, you know, the bread, as you would say, uh, on the table. So, but I, but I also have to be, I have to be fair to myself because there is times that, that you know, you've got to be critical. And, you know, as, as you said, uh, going back to the conversation there, and even the previous season uh, with, with Alabama and Clemson. So, 
I have to also be fair to myself because I know I know a lot of people listen to my show because they get an Alabama perspective, but I think I have built a trust going back many, many years ago when we talk about NCAA problems or coaches getting fired. Even though I've been this homer in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa's you know, longest-running radio host, it, I've also been that guy that has thrown darts when darts need, need to be thrown. Uh, and, and so I, I think I've built a reputation on also being fair as well. Well, Ryan, you're a credentialed member of the media. You're in the press box during games, and I've, I've you know seen and talked with you during games, and it's not like you're in there cheerleading, which is obviously forbidden in the press box. But I, I wonder, since you're able to do that after you get out of there when you're doing your job on the radio, I wonder what your relationship is like with other media like you obviously like you said have a great reputation in media outside of alabama and inside of alabama appear on your show on a regular basis but do you ever like get the feeling like you're sort of uh, alone in in what you do in terms of that quote-unquote homerism while these other folks like on the beat or elsewhere have to do it a different way you know not really i mean i i don't really uh I mean, I've never really had that come across my mind of, you know, hey, I'm I'm an outcast because this is the way that I do it. I'm sure there's probably, you know, some media uh, that probably look down upon me, but it doesn't bother me at all. Trust me, when I lay down at night, that's the last thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, what some media guy thinks about me. Uh, I've been able to build a lot of reputation. I've built, been able to build a lot of rapport with a lot of media, uh, national uh, and local. Uh, at times, you know, like I said, there's probably people that disagree with the way that I do it, uh, but it's certainly been successful for me uh, because, you know, as far as a radio host in this area, in this business, I mean, I've been around uh, quite a while I and mean, I've watched the, you know, the bad days of Alabama football. I've watched the good days of, of Alabama football. And so, you know, it, it's maybe longevity, but I, I don't really, like I said, I don't get into the to the side of jealousy of, hey, this guy's this and this guy's this. I mean, I try to do my job, let everybody else do their job. And if, and if we have a problem, I've never really came across that. But, but I guess if I did, I'd, I'd handle it. Thanks to Mark Burnett, Drew Champlin, Ryan Fowler, Cecil Hurt, Hunter Johnson, and Hannah Stevens. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture on Bammers. Bammers is produced and hosted by Ben Flanagan for AL.com. You can find all episodes and other bonus content on iTunes, Google Play, and at AL.com slash Bammers. Thanks for listening. Additional clips from NBC Sports Boston and Tide 102.9 FM. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple or wherever you download your podcasts. Tired of dress socks that won't stay up? No shows that slip in your loafer? Dead Soxy has applied its patent-pending technology to ensure you don't have to experience either of those issues. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Visit deadsoxy.com. That's D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. And enter the code BAMMERS at checkout to receive 25% off all orders.